rifling through those long boxes and bagging those books. Welcome to your home for Star Wars comics. This is the Cosmic Force Podcast, a Utini Podcast Network production. And now, here are your hosts, Tyler Reganti, Emma Park, Caleb Lamanek, and Jacob Bosch. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 46 of the Cosmic Force. And tonight, in honor of March Madness and the Ides of March, we have our very own Imperial March tonight, where we are talking about all of the lovely Imperials who have had the greatest honor of being Darth Vader's handler. Spoiler alert, they all end up very poorly. Uh, We have new comic news, uh, new comics on the weekly pull list, and new patrons to honor. So let's go ahead and get right on into it tonight, and we will introduce... Uh, start where we always do with uh, somebody who has a little bit of a different role tonight. Emma is our producer tonight as Jacob is on spring break. Emma, how we how we doing over there? It's going okay so far. <laughs> so far. I mean, I, I don't I don't even want to breathe on my computer right now. It's uh it's it's hot. It's very hot. But you know what? That's okay. Uh, no, 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 no. It's going no, no, fine no, so no, far. No, 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 no. no, no. no. You can it's no, not no. hot. <laughs> you need to say exactly what you said as the, as the intro was running and made Caleb Fine. and I laugh. Hysterical. As the mainer I am, I said it was wicked hot. And it Caleb so. and I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I couldn't hear anything because I'm the only one that can like hear the the stuff in OBS. Anyways, it's totally fine. I'm wearing my Black Spire Outpost hat tonight, and uh, also uh, some exciting news from me. I. Uh, procured some tickets to celebrations so. oh that's yeah. awesome congratulations I'm, uh, I'm really stoked thank you thank you so yeah gonna hopefully see some familiar faces in in may and uh yeah looking forward to it i've so. heard that I'm sure we'll talk about it some more as we go on i've heard utini is working on a quite a quite a representation uh going out there not gonna, yes. not gonna give al any details uh about anything yep. more than that but we are working on quite uh on, on getting some people out there so that is awesome Hopefully, uh, your computer uh, stays nice and cool uh, for the rest of the show. Hopefully, Caleb. If, if, if things suddenly break, you know why. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jacob's fault for not being here. Let's be. Let's let's, let's exactly. be exactly. Caleb, how are we doing tonight, sir? I'm doing good. I'm glad to be here. Um, I will freely admit this whole episode was my uh, bad idea. You know, I came up with the pun and decided, you know, it's it's time for another imperial centric one. So another time to bust out the vader tie and the uh badge numbers so i think we're in for a, a good quick time i think we'll get uh in and out of here and talk a lot about vader and you know the people that he has influenced and has influenced him so let's um let's uh keep this uh ball rolling that, that that's a yeah, really I mean, good... holy smokes go ahead look at your uh you've got your like uh imperial like S- sig- you know whatever the heck rank- they call yeah, it. the rankings rank, insig- rank insignia rank yeah insignia, yeah yes. and a tie you got the you got the combo <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's I, great. i've got to be some important somewhere around here <laughs> so all right well if you are joining us for the first time welcome we are a star wars comics podcast our broadcast live right here on youtube.com slash utini every wednesday night at 8 p.m but if you can't join us live, that is quite all right, because we are also available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. So wherever you are, if you're here on YouTube or if you're in in, in those platforms, be sure to join, uh, throw us a like uh, so that others can find us a little bit easier. We are also a part of the Utini Podcast Network of nearly a dozen shows and a Discord channel at utini.com slash Discord with more than 1,000 members and dozens of channels to choose from. If you like what you see and you want to say thanks, then head on over to our Patreon channel at patreon.com slash utini, 
where for as little as $5 a month, you can gain exclusive access to the entire Utini Podcast Network of shows, as well as exclusive merch and community involvement activities. And like I said at the top of the show, we do have some new patrons that we want to honor this week. So I'm going to toss it over to Emma so she can uh, tell us who they are. Yeah, for sure. Um, bear with me for a second. I'm working off of one screen tonight, which is very difficult. Um, so, yeah, we've got some new patrons here. Um, three, to, to be uh, to be sure. So uh, we've got Lane Hickerson, Sean Faust, and Austin Vanderlyn as our new patrons. So thank you guys so much. I hope you've been enjoying some of our exclusive content. If you haven't already, you've got some great stuff waiting for you, like the Ghost Crew, as well as some... Uh, movie commentaries and there's been a, a new one recently added uh rogue one and pretty sure one that's coming soon is revenge of the sith so you have that to look forward to uh so thank you guys so much for joining our patreon and uh yeah we look forward to getting to know you all right uh we also have some news this week uh to kick off the show caleb uh you've got a a pretty hefty uh piece of news right here Hefty is the yeah yeah you see what you see what I did there exactly yes the Doctor Afra omnibus uh, which features all of her uh, twenty seventeen run uh, is getting a reprint uh, this is very exciting because it me- one it means they sold out uh, because this is the series that's written by Keon Gillen and Simon Spurrier uh, I said everything from twenty sixteen to twenty nineteen as well as some uh, issues in between uh, just a really great all encompassing uh, volume of her early work here. Uh, it's a lot going on. You know, the first printing and my edition, I do actually have this omnibus. It does have a few printing errors, so I wonder if I'll have to exchange that out. But it is a really, uh, it's a really fantastic uh, deep dive. Even if you've never read any of Afra, or if you think you know, or if you're a big fan, do it yourself a favor. Pick this up. The pages are extra glossy. It's really great to hold something and read the uh, comics that way. So uh, exciting news. I, yeah, very I, exciting. I'm I'm glad to see that that was popular. I I'm I'm not surprised. You know, it's uh, it's an entire run in there, so it's it's a great way to get into that character if you've never read any of her stuff before. I I don't have an Omni yet, and I am very tempted to grab this because um, not gonna lie, I am too. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> uh, and well, and here's the other thing. We read, you know, because tra- the uh, Doctor Afro number one is on our Foundational Five. I've read that, and I've read the 2020 run. Um, but other than like maybe a couple of sprinkles here and there, I really haven't read any of Afro. And I know how much she's loved and I love her in in what I have read. I just haven't gotten around to you know picking up these back orders. So this as 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 weird as this this is going to sound, it might be the cheapest way for me to get all of this is to just knock it out in one fell swoop. Yeah. So yeah, really looking forward to this. Um so all right, uh our second piece of news, um if you all remember last June, uh, the Marvel Comics were, were able to pr- use the entire month uh, to have some Pride covers. Uh, and they were such a big success that it has been announced today that uh, Pride covers are going to be returning for the month of June. So June 2022 will be will have variant Pride covers. Um, I personally love this. I believe I collected every single one uh, of the variants this this past uh, year. So. I am looking forward to this coming out again. Uh, Emma, do you have any new uh, any new characters that you think you'd like to see? I mean, uh, High Republic has a lot of a lot of interesting uh, characters that we could we could see featured in this. 
Yeah, High Republic has a lot of interesting characters that I'm tempted to pick, but I'm actually going to pick someone outside of the High Republic, and I think it might be because uh, the, the Queen's fever is is starting to rise, and uh, oh, okay. I think I would love to see Sabe actually okay. on a cover. I would I would really love that, and she's you know been a big part of the comics recently in the Darth Vader stuff, and yeah, I think she would be a great addition. But yeah, there, there's really so many great options that they could do this for for years, honestly, at this point. So I'm really excited about it. Exactly. Uh, yeah. My pick would be from the High Republic, and it's Leox Chaucy, which uh, a little pick. shame he hasn't shown up more <clears throat> in the uh, comics, but uh, like he's like when I first saw him, I'm like, wait, he's the oh, yeah, he's asexual. So, you know, that's another part of that spectrum. And it's good to see that sort of um, it's, you know, he's still being representative there. And I don't know, I just want to see more Leox Jossie because, you know, having a uh, stone Matthew McConaughey in space. <laughs> aces. Aces. So I I think the characters that I'd like to see the most. Now, I know the character, the cover art doesn't necessarily always have to represent the, the, the story that's being told. But the characters that I think that, that popped up to in my mind uh, first is because I just read, read Midnight Horizon would obviously be Zine and Lula. But considering that Wave 2 is going back in time, we're obviously not going to get stories about these two. So um, I hope it doesn't mean that, that they're excluded from, from the covers because I think that there would be some awesome covers uh, featuring those two. So, um, yeah, true. we've got uh, just a couple of months and uh, we'll hopefully be able to, uh, to see some very, very awesome looking covers. So be sure that when you're out there uh, to pick up these variant covers so we can keep uh seeing this promotion run uh run into the future so all right caleb we have another piece of news not so good this one but uh as of you know is there a time frame on this one or has it already happened i forgot it has already happened yeah um this uh, image that i'm showing right now you can see that normally on amazon actually caleb why not why don't you tell everybody what this is about first (laughs) yeah the bad news is that all the idw titles which is you know the star wars adventures and the high republic adventures have been pulled from amazon and comiXology you can now no longer buy these comics digitally you can still get the paper trade paperbacks you can still get the physical comics uh if you've already purchased it digitally it will still be in your library but as of right now they're no longer uh, available for physical purchase and there is no news on when slash if they are coming back i would imagine at some point they will be re-released or at least put in some sort of omnibus but currently the only way to get it is to go to ebay and get a real book that's right yeah the, what the image that i'm showing on the screen right now uh usually on amazon <clears throat> under the listing there will be like paperback and then underneath that there would be like kindle and comiXology uh, and as you can see these do not have that option so this has taken into effect already. I can confirm that uh, I still have my IDW uh, books, uh, despite the switch. So that is a plus. I am very confused as to why this happened, though, um, because I can't think of another like easy way to get these digitally. So uh, I feel really bad for people that weren't able to experience these uh, that only read digitally. But I'm still glad that we can at least get them in paperback but hopefully they come back soon because you know these are these are still really great stories that have a lot of value left to to give i have no inside information but i have to assume that this is part of 
whatever contract that's either run up with IDW or that is in yeah. place now that Dark Horse is back in. Um, because I believe that the titles are still I, – I, actually, I'm not even going to say that because I, I, because I don't know for certain. But So I'm sure that this is related to, to whatever contract is either running up or, or coming through with Dark Horse. So hopefully we will see these again uh, in the near future. So – all right, that is all for non-Utini news. We do have a piece of exciting Utini news. Uh, so, Emma, why don't you go ahead and share that with our uh, listeners? Yeah, so this actually has to do uh, with our buddy Jacob, who is uh, on spring break tonight. Um, he wrote a wonderful guide to um, on how to read the, the War of the Bounty Hunters publishing initiative, uh, along with some background information on those comics, uh, if you're just getting into them. Uh, we've discussed this a bunch yep. on the show, but this guide is a very concise way to get all of that information. Um, and you can find the link to this guide in the description below. Um, and additionally, we also have a video coming out uh, that adapts this guide hosted by our very own Caroline, and that should be releasing tomorrow. So if you don't want to read a guide, uh, you can watch the video, get all the same information and uh, yeah, really happy with how this came out. Jacob did a great job organizing it. Uh, he was kind of the person that I think we all relied on, honestly, when these were coming out with like, what order do we read these in, you know, when, when issues came out on the same day. So um, this this was right up his alley and, and he knocked it out of the park. So great job, Jacob. Yes, uh, there were lots of books in the war under the under the war of the bounty hunter uh title i believe we said something like it's it was 50 plus books so uh yeah. a comprehensive list like this is definitely something that will be beneficial to you especially if you haven't uh whether you've never read it or you want to go back and maybe you you're like me and you read it in release order uh and you want to see it and realize it a different in a different way so so kudos to to Eric and to Jacob for putting that together and putting that on the site, and to Caroline for putting the video out together, our video out. So, all right, let's go ahead and get into our weekly pull list. And Emma has the, our pull list this week, and we've got uh, two two different books this week. I do, yeah. So, some interesting stuff. We have one single issue. It is again. Let me switch my screens over here. Sorry for the delay. Uh, we have Halcyon Legacy number two. A Most Dangerous Gamble, written by Ethan Sachs, pencils and inks by Will Sliney, cover by E.M. Geist, colorist is Rochelle Rosenberg, and the letters are by Joe Sabino. Uh, when I saw this cover, I was like, holy smokes, this looks interesting, so I can't wait to dive into this after the show. It's a gorgeous cover. All right, and next up we have, <coughs> it is a actually a... Uh, collected edition. I believe this came out yesterday, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And this is the Legends Epic Collection Legacy Volume 4. This collects Legacy numbers uh, 1 through 18, uh, Star Wars Tales number 19, and Star Wars Visionaries number 1. Uh, this was written by a variety of, of writers, uh, Corinna Bacow, uh, Gabriel Hardman, Jason Hall, Ryan Church, and Stephanie Martinier. Uh, pencils by... Uh, also a variety of, of artists here. Gabriel Hardman, Brian Albert Tice, um, Paul Lee, Ryan Church, and Stephanie Martinere. The cover is by David Wilkins. Inks by Brian Albert Tice. Uh, colors by Rochelle Rosenberg, Jordan Boyd, Paul Lee, Ryan Church, and Stephanie Martinere. And letters by Steve Dutro, Michael Heisler, Ryan Church, and Stephanie Martinere. So 
The links to these books are down in the description below if you'd like to uh, pick one up for yourself. All right. Let's go ahead and keep moving uh, into what we're loving this week. Uh, and we have one piece of art this week, and it was actually uh, submitted by, by, by me this week as I was able oh. to – I was reading through – uh, some of my back issues that I hadn't quite gotten caught up on yet because uh, with my three children, it's it's kind of hard to sit down and always uh, have the uh, have some time to read. So I was able to knock out a couple of my back issues. Uh, and this week's issue, our art actually comes from Bounty Hunters number 19. Um, the artist for this book uh, was is also Ethan Sachs, just like with the Halcyon Legacy. Uh, but the colorist name is Brian Valenza. Um, and Emma, we ha- do we have this? Yes, uh, I have that. Uh, let's see here. I love I, I love these modern day. It's 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 a, it's a splash page, and I love I love how we have the reason that I was able to choose this this week was I just love how there's two different out two two different scenes going on, and and this is definitely used to introduce the characters in the book this is um spoiler alert uh this is uh valance's new uh fighter squadron so we're being introduced to all of the members of his squadron while they're in the middle of a dogfight. um and i just enjoy how how you know anytime an artist is able to kind of take this sort of the, these sort of splash pages and and have those sort of very unique introductions to all the characters uh it's always something that's caught my eye uh, and as soon as I was able to read it, as soon as I read it, I was like, hey, let's go ahead and pull this for, for some art of the week. So very fun episode, a very fun issue. I'm really enjoying what the book is, uh, is how how it, the, the story is is moving in this in this book. So, uh, yeah, if you have picked up Bounty Hunters recently, I would highly recommend it. So we. Yeah, for sure. We do not have a uh, uh, art uh, community art of the week. So if you are interested in getting your art featured, make sure you can either tweet at the show at Cosmic Force Show or join our Discord and uh, share an image in our uh, Cosmic Force Discord channel. All right. What we are reading this week, Caleb, you were share you shared that you are uh, getting into some Legends comics uh, before the show. Which uh, which title are you getting into? I started reading it quite a while ago when we were doing our uh, Jan Dersma Spotlight and our uh, John Ostrander Spotlight, but Star Wars Legacy, uh, that's a um, that's the one that takes place uh, 130, 150 years in the future past movies. A lot of very interesting things. Can have a dark, gritty reboot. It's good. There's a lot of going on there, and I, it's exciting to have opening up a new uh, portal to a new land. Uh, time frame that I don't know much about. So that's been a pretty good, solid read. Uh, I'm taking a break from other Star Wars books when I'm, because I'm an audio listener. I'm going through a very old book, which was uh, A Princess of Mars by, um, well, why am I blanking on it right now? On Egg by Edgar Rice Burroughs. Like, this is, book is now officially a hundred years old because it was published in 1912. Um, it's good. Like, definitely. You have to take a lot of things with a grain of salt because it's written a hundred years ago by someone who had very um, interesting views when it came to um, uh, people and you know their progenity and all like that. So take that out of there; it's still a pretty fascinating story. Very, you know, definitely interesting to see. You know, count that as a building block for so much more science fiction uh, to come. 
yeah these yeah, uh interesting stuff for for those who don't know this is this was actually the book that was turned into the disney blockbuster flop uh john carter um for <laughs> what i from 10 I, years ago 10 this, years this ago year this well. week yes uh that movie came out and uh unfortunately didn't do, didn't do so hot um the you know i i actually never got around to seeing it but i've heard that john carter is and and this entire saga has a heavy influence on things like dune things like star wars uh so so if you are a science fiction aficionado do not sleep on these books um again as caleb said they're they're kind of old so there are certain elements that are maybe not necessarily as appropriate anymore um but other than that they they really are a, a staple of the history of science fiction so definitely some some good books to pick up there um i'm not reading anything else i've i've got too much other things kids are on spring break i don't have any any, any free time emma are you are you, you reading anything this week nothing anything not anything interesting nope just uh hopefully jacob's yeah, getting, getting, some, getting some extra time to, to, to read this week i so. hope so maybe maybe something that isn't uh you know law related maybe he's uh, finally you know, picked I hope up he gets a break maybe he's finally picked up alphabet squadron He's only been maybe, he's only maybe, been trying to read know. that for a year and a half. So, all right. Yeah, there's so. a there's so. a time for everything. So. <laughs> it's not this week. I can assure you that. All right, we are going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we are going to talk about uh, the Imperial March, the the many handlers of of Darth Vader in the comics. So we'll be right back. Okay. So as we had mentioned before, this is Imperial March. So. Uh, Hopefully this will be a yearly tradition where we get to take a step back and talk about more imperial issues. Uh, this one specifically uh, will be about Vader's handlers. There's never been an official title. They've never said that in any of the comics or any of the shows. But if you look through like all of the mediums that Vader's in, he's very often paired with uh, an imperial officer or a, a bounty hunter or someone else around him to kind of help direct Vader and point him in certain directions, give him someone to talk to, let someone talk for him. So we just want to take a moment to... Uh, reflect on those uh, brave souls who have served and died along <laughs> Vader, mostly because of Vader, uh, and just, you know, try to pick our favorites, figure out what makes a good handler, good counterpoint to Vader. So we're going to start maybe a little dry with a, kind of a big list of some of the ones from the comics I specifically pulled out here. So um, feel free to, we'll pause after each one, we can chime in, see if we actually remember these people, if they left any impressions, and go from here. So, uh, first on my list is uh, Inspector Thanoff. Uh, from he was in the 2015 run issues about eight to twenty. Essentially, a sh- an Imperial Sherlock Holmes character who dug uh, very deep into Vader's you know private life backstories. He died by Vader's lightsaber in issue twenty. Yeah, I think I think we we're gonna. S- <laughs> I think we're going to say that about a lot of these handlers. <laughs> they died by Vader's lightsaber. <laughs> I actually, yeah, he, he was, argue, I, I don't want to say my favorite because that implies that like he had like a lot of FaceTime or a lot of value. But I thought that he, he was the person that could have been most useful to Vader uh, if, if, if he had been able to, to work with him in a way that was a little bit more inclined to Vader's liking and not the Emperor's you know, psychological warfare, continual psychological warfare on Vader for constantly needing a handler. Um, I actually like Thanoth a lot. 
Oh yeah, he was a he was a fun character. I said it's fun to see like in a, essentially he did a lot of the Sherlock Holmesian tricks of like you know seeing wear patterns on keypads, right. yep. you know, uh, doing a lot of uh, you know straight analysis, and that was kind of his downfall. Is he was too smart for his own good and real? I think he did at the very end discover that. Oh wait, this uh, this uh, Darth Vader cat might actually be Anakin Skywalker, and that's what really did him in. Yes. Yeah, he was definitely one of the, I would say, more astute of, of Vader's handlers, and I thought he was a really interesting character, and just to just to have somebody that you know was kind of you know onto what Vader's like inner emotions <clears throat> were was was a really interesting dynamic. So I, I really like this character a lot. Exactly, and I'd be remiss to say he was also the uh, the uh, instructor, and his protege was Inspector Tolvin, our commander tolvin from the uh, afro series that was a kind of sideline oh, right. that he put in there yeah. so totally our connection there all right uh next up this one i will f- forgive all of you if you completely forgot about him was governor r from the age of rebellion one shot darth vader essentially a greedy bureaucrat who um was given essentially free reign over vader and used him almost like a toy to do his own bidding he died by a giant enemy crab this yeah. that's why i that's why i disappointed myself for not remembering who this is because i didn't remember either death by giant <laughs> enemy crab seems like a pretty memorable way to go so i'm very disappointed in myself that uh that i did that i wasn't able to uh remember this one yeah, when, yeah, so. when I was gathering the the images for tonight's show, and I was like, "Who, who, who?" Like, and then and then I <laughs> when I saw the like, Google image, I was like, "Wait, I need to like." There's got to be a way to double check to make sure this is the right guy because I do not remember this guy. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Like for those who don't didn't read the one shot, you should. It's pretty good. But as I said, he's uh, an administrator, uh, a bureaucrat who the emperor essentially says. By the way, Vader, you still have to follow this guy's orders no matter what he says. So he starts, you know, oh, you know, go single-handedly take out this uh, this rebellion or go, uh, you know, into this uh, uh, asteroid field and fly around and shoot whatever you find. Is he is, Vader essentially uh, tricks a uh, giant enemy space crab to uh, attack the uh, bridge where he's at, oh, thus killing right. his uh, the uh, Governor R and freeing himself from this bond. Of course, the Emperor thinks this is hilarious and, of course, applauds uh, Vader's creativity. You're jogging yeah, my I mean, memory that now. That sentence you just said was absolutely wild. Yeah, you're jogging <laughs> my memory yeah. now. I, 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 I do somewhat remember this. Exactly. All right. Uh, let's keep this train chugging along. Next up, a little bit more memorable. This is the ninth sister from the uh, Vader 2017 run. She's only really hurt his handler, more like a uh, wheelman for two issues. Uh, she... I'd like the dynamic because she definitely seemed to talk down to Vader. It definitely seemed to be like, mm-hmm. oh, well, he seems to have gotten himself in a fight. But it's also Darth Vader, and I don't like him, so I'm going to let him deal with the uh, situation by himself. Uh, one of the few ones who did not die by Vader, she supposedly died by Cal Kestis in the uh, video game uh, Jedi Fallen Order. I mean, didn't she get thrown from a tr- a, uh, a, a tree on Kashyyyk? A, a Wishier Tree? A yeah, she tree? did get yeah. thrown from a, a giant tree. Yeah. But Those... since when has fall damage ever killed uh, anyone? Uh, all right, all right, all right. That's a, that's, a, that's a good point. Two two very, very important tropes. If you don't see a dead body, it uh, doesn't mean they're dead. 
and just because they get thrown from a hot from a tall place doesn't mean they're dead. So you're very right. You're 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 very right on that. Exactly. One. As, as she's going to come back as Mace Windu or as Samuel L. Jackson is in the news this week <laughs> for saying, "I want to bring Mace Windu back." <laughs> so uh, I back I back off from that obvious statement that she's obviously dead. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, yeah. You can never. I mean. I will always be the person that believes that Phasma's not dead. Like I don't believe that uh, the Ninth Sister is dead. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't buy it. <laughs> Mace Windu ain't dead. Han Solo is dead. Yeah, yes, well, he is Han dead, Solo dead. got stabbed. I, I mean, so there's yeah. a, there's a little that bit was pretty of pretty convincing. Yes. yes, yes, he did fall from a high place, but he was stabbed first, so you know that bounces out. Uh, next one, kind of like the uh, platonic ideal here. Uh, we see him a little bit in comics, but this is Grand Moff Tarkin. Such, kind such, of like, such a minor character. It, <laughs> yes, and I will never, <laughs> ever be able to live that down, nope. and I'm okay with that. <laughs> Grand Moff Tarkin, I think, kind of showed us in the very first movie uh, kind of how to handle Vader of, like, this is a obviously a blunt force instrument, so I have to kind of be very delicate when I direct him, and try to keep him away from all the rest of my senior staff, or he'll kill them all. Uh, and Emma, awesome choice on the art for this one, because... Uh, we Thank men- you. We I mentioned you guys this a- appreciate it. We mentioned this a couple, couple episodes oh, ago. Yeah. This is also from the Age of Rebellion Tarkin one-shot, where Tarkin goes all um, Inception Fight Club uh in, in in the in the issue and and you yeah i just i'm not gonna say anything more um it's a very very fun issue so i i, I applaud you for for choosing this art this week thank you i'm, I'm glad you noticed <laughs> i mean how could you not like you know it's tarkin shirtless yes. wow <laughs> so as i said do you think uh can you think of anyone else who might have been a better uh handler who was had a better uh relationship with Vader didn't Grand Moff Tarkin here? I don't think anybody earned, I use that word loosely, earned the respect of Vader the way the way Tarkin did. And I think that's what made their relationship so different than all the other handlers. All the all these other people that were that were mentioning here, um, I I feel like Vader looked down on on them. They they are beneath me, and that's why I mentioned a, a little while ago that this is just another one of those psychological warfares that the emperor was was placing over vader to have this person of power report to this lowly ordinary imperial person uh but tarkin was different tarkin was definitely uh somebody that that from what we've seen uh was respected by vader and 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 that was it that that was you know that's why i think made the relationship so so unique Exactly. And as Justin pointed out in the chat, one of the few people who wasn't killed by Vader. <laughs> He's just killed by Vader's son. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's that's very true. I mean, yeah, like we had mentioned at the top that like, oh, we're going to say that a lot of these people were killed by Vader's yeah, blade. Well, yeah. he's, are, are, are he's one of the exceptions. On, are we catching on to the theme here? Even, even, regardless of who it, who it is, they all have a very common theme if you haven't picked up on, on what ends up happening after they get done being Vader's handler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, yeah yeah so just you know he just let his son get that one in okay this one is i will say none of you remember her name i had to be very careful to look her up colonel alva breen from vader 2017 issue number 21 uh the architect trusted by the emperor that was going to try to design his uh citadel on mustafar 
Yeah, I certainly did not remember her name. I I remembered a character mm-hmm. like this, but then again, like like I said with uh, you know, the the bald guy, you know, I I could not I had to double check the image that came up on Google because like I, I had no idea who she was. <laughs> exactly. The most important thing she did was she was killed by Darth Momin, who is our next kind of handler from the uh, next several issues of the same run. Darth Momin, the crazed architect of the dark side. Uh, less of a handler and more like someone who is handled by Vader. Essentially, his uh, personal uh, architect and and uh, you know, creator of the uh, Citadel that we see in Solo and a bunch of the other comics, like the Tales from Vader's Castle. So I think Mormon definitely, uh, Mo Min definitely had a much uh, longer appeal than poor Colonel here. So w- what did you guys think of Darth Mormon? Do you, do you still have fond memories of him? Yeah, I mean, I do. I remember, I remember the the mask at least being very interesting, um, and also the backstory of the character being really interesting. This panel that I'm showing right now, um, I remember thinking, like, "Wow, this this dude is evil. Like, he's really evil." And uh, I, I also remember thinking that it was an interesting way to sort of make us look at Vader, like, "Oh, this guy's not." super evil compared to this guy so i thought i thought it was really interesting how they how they used his character for sure moment's another one of my favorite characters that i'm actually now when we did our major uh major moments minor minor characters that i didn't figure out a way to get him into that list because uh he's he's one of my favorite characters that that is you know plays a minor minor role in these comics uh, just because his story is just so unique so uh, very, very memorable for, for, for me, and, and the more moment we can get, the better. I think my favorite, one of my favorite uh, memories is there's like a montage of, you know, every time moment fails, Vader, of course, kills him and then reattaches his mask to something someone else. So you see him go through several stormtroopers, several uh, artificers. Yeah, I think he even puts the mask one time on like one of the lava fleas, one of the <laughs> giant, like, you know, cow-like striders that the locals ride just for a life. Just, you know, apparently he's powerful enough to subdue just about any mind. So a lot of fun here. Um, okay. Uh, and yes, in case you're curious, he was killed by Vader at the very end of the series. All right. Next one is from the 2020 run. And I think I've gone on record by saying I hate this character. Uh, Jacob, <laughs> if he was here, would probably defend him. But this is Z67 from the 2020 run, issues one through five. A chatty forensics droid who followed him around and was a real chatterbox. Yeah, um, you know, Jacob is not here, but I will defend him. I really liked him. I don't okay. remember. I don't remember what I said. Last time, I, I might have agreed with you. I, I totally don't remember. But looking back on it, like when I was, you know, gathering the pictures for the episode, I looked back and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this character. Like, I, I liked him. You know, he wasn't the worst. He was he was definitely the more, uh, I would guess, uh, I guess I would say, like, lighter of the characters <coughs> in terms of, like, all of Vader's handlers. Like, he was definitely, um, Comic you know, relief. Yeah, yeah, he's the most likable I, I guess I could say. And uh, I mean, maybe not to you. I know you like to test him, but <laughs> yeah, I thought he was he was an interesting way to test Vader's patience. I always I always love seeing that, like with Dr. Afra and now Zed, like they always test his patience. That's always hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't I mean, he's an afterthought in my head. So I guess I'm I, I'm on the, the Caleb 
uh, camp in this where I just whatever. Not 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 really a big fan fa- fan of uh, mine. So uh, you know, so lucky think, for you, he's gone. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> he's definitely not coming back in any more series. Definitely not returning. Nope. So. Like I said, death, of course, by Vader. I think this is the best part of his character is when he they were going through the uh, Polis Massian uh, archives. I think it's in the page right after this one where you have on the screen where he <laughs> says, oh, like this, uh, this, this Padme chick right before she gave birth, she's talking to about someone named Obi-Wan. They must have been very close. And at that moment, Vader snaps and cuts him in half. I love yeah. that kind of scene of like, Vader is still jealous of his old master and you know he still thinks that maybe Padme was lying to him this entire time and maybe Obi-Wan and her were way closer than he thought. At first I thought you were going to say that his best moment was when he died. <laughs> well, yes, but because of what it brought out in Vader that it's weird yeah. to see Vader jealous again, you know? Yeah, you know, that I was agree. That was kind of Anakin's big thing, but to see it uh, still invader that that's great yeah he definitely kind of brought out a little bit of anakin in invader which is something that none of the other characters really did so i, I guess I, we can praise him for that and i think that that's a notable <laughs> accomplishment is is when we can yeah. see it, the anakin side fighting maybe you could say to come out in invader i think that those are really memorable moments in the comics and, and really really make give vader that much more depth so so he needs so so i take it back you know zed still need, needs to have at least a little little asterisk as to, to as to his importance but uh, other than that yeah that's he came he saw he died just like everybody else <laughs> well well this next one has died uh in canon we just don't know where at and that is the last one of the list ochi of bestoon uh, from Vader 2020 and 6 to current. The turncoat assassin of the Emperor turned Vader's hench person turned who knows what by now. I, I Yeah, I mean, Ochi is one of, honestly, my favorite characters and honestly, one of the bigger surprises that came yeah. out of Darth Vader 2020. I mean, we and we had a lot of them too. I mean, there was the Amidalans and Sabe, but honestly, Ochi was like one of the biggest surprises for me and, and I think just being able to see more of his personality. I mean, we had never heard him speak before. We only saw him for literally a few seconds uh, in The Rise of Skywalker. So just being able to see more of his character was really cool. <clears throat> and also just learning how he's affiliated with the Sith. And uh, I think I, I think his relationship with Vader is also really interesting because he's loyal to the Emperor. But you can also tell that he's building some loyalty to Vader as well, which which makes him have some, some dual loyalties. And, and I think that that's always super interesting. But he's gonna die, right? Like, like Vader's oh, gonna yeah. Vader's oh, yeah. gonna kill him, right? Well, do is Vader going to be the one to kill him? I don't know yet. Like, I don't think so because I think he'll last a little longer past the fall of the Empire. But that's the thing; it's we don't know, and they didn't do a they didn't explain it in the movies, and that's a good thing. I, I'm glad we get a little bit more uh, room to play with this character because this is a fun character. I think he's going to be in one of the uh, new books that's coming out where um, I think they've mentioned where uh, Lando and Luke are going to team up and try to uh, chase that, him down. That would be great. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I go back through this list and, and while Vader isn't the actual person who is killing all of these characters other than the ninth sister, he is directly responsible for. 
I, I mean, yes, uh, Colonel uh, Colonel Breen is technically killed by Darth, Darth Momin, but I still kind of say that that's Vader's fault, or or maybe not fault, but like he's the reason that she's in that position. So, oh, absolutely. He, I mean, Ochi has to Vader has to have some some cause for to to you know for 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 Ochi's you know, eventual demise. Yeah, as I said, kind of like Grand Moff Tarkin, maybe it's his son that does there it. There you go. <laughs> All right. Now, we do have two honorable mentions, uh, maybe not as official handlers or may not because they weren't in the comics yet. But I do want to bring up these two people. Uh, one, of course, is Grand uh, Admiral Thrawn. You know, if you read, uh, was it Thrawn Alliances? Thrawn Alliances the, and a little bit trilogy. even of Treason. Um, I haven't read Treason yet. But. There's there's not handling per se, but there is definitely – I wouldn't – do I go so far as to say that Thrawn was playing politics? Given that that's his – Oh, absolutely. Given that that's his weakness, you could kind of sort of say that he was possibly – manipulating and playing with vader in that book uh so for the for the sake of this list he that's a that's a great great addition to this list exactly like i think he's up there with thrawn with uh, our thrawn is up there with uh grand moff tarkin of someone yeah. who kind of understands vader and would work very well with him like yeah, I, think they, I think they bring out the best in each other as weird as that sounds yeah i was just about to say that like they're it's almost like they're slightly competitive with each other not necessarily thrawn but i feel like vader is slightly competitive with that. thrawn because he wants the approval of the emperor and he can see that thrawn is getting a lot of approval from him so i think i think you're right like they they do bring out the best in each other because the they don't want the other one uh to, to win you know, I- it's like it's like what huck said like i, I don't want kylo to uh whatever the heck he said he's like i just want ren to lose like it's kind of like that you know <laughs> so i don't want you know i don't want you know these guys to win i just need you to not win it's, uh, i, I yeah. definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. i definitely feel especially in alliances that vader was able to identify when thrawn manipulated is a strong word but when thrawn manipulated vader into doing exactly what thrawn wanted vader saw it was like I don't know how you just did that, but I don't like it, and I'm going to make sure that you don't do it again, and then still tries to, like, throw in the, well, do it quickly, or else I'm going to, like, and then tries to, like, throw down the parent card of, well, because I said so, anyway, you know, card with him oftentimes. Um, but yeah, those two are are amazing dynamic between the two of them. Absolutely. I wish, like... Maybe we'll see more of Thrawn in the next couple yeah, of live ju- episodes. I'd ju- love to see him in live action. Justin says in the chat that he loves how Thrawn gaslights uh, Vader with constantly <laughs> bringing up Skywalker uh, in uh, in alliances. And yeah, that's what I'm talking about. He he says things that just get under Vader's skin, and it's just it's a really fascinating dynamic. Like, do you remember the last time we were here? We were never here together. Oh yeah, you're right. But- we were never never here at this planet before ever at all not once all right we've got well, one more one more honorable got mention one more. exactly and thrawn was definitely you know an honorable mention because of his books this one is uh very much a comics character but yeah. uh definitely handlers and definitely not the right term for this this is dr afra 
Um, someone who he essentially Vader almost oh, kidnap might be not the right word, but essentially conscripts into his service. Yeah, I, I would almost call it blackmail. Yeah, that's a better word. For <laughs> and it. yeah, he can't have just go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I was about to say he pretty much conscripts her into the service. Uh, you know, gets her to do his bidding, and then also eventually does kill her. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I was going to say, say, and technically yeah. kills her. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, we got this, we got everything here, you know, uh, power plays, uh, you know, military buildup, and, you know, killing them at the end of a job well done. Yeah, so. for sure. I mean, I, I love Dr. Afra. Like, I feel like whenever we're talking about Vader, we've always got to talk about Afra, even though, you know, she might not technically be considered a handler. I mean, she certainly works closely with him and sort of, uh, I think, earns his ear a little bit here and there. I, I think she's definitely worth mentioning, um, you know, along with the, you know, triple zero and, and BT one, you know, how, how could, <coughs> how could I go without mentioning them? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, let's blaze through a few more, uh, you know, sub topics here. Um, all right. So who do we, let's kind of go through a quick list of, uh, kind of things I picked out, like um, traits I picked out, and think about what we would like to see in our uh, in our handler. And I think we've already come across a few of these trends here, but who do we think makes the perfect ideal accompaniment for Vader? Like, one, how fun humor should humor should it be? Should it be uh, funny, like quack, uh, cracking jokes, or should it be as serious and as grave as Vader himself? Uh, personally, I, I think that they should be a bit funny uh, you know like like zed like afra you know i i like when they have some humor to them even ochi at times he's, yeah, he's kind of funny ochi, sometimes like ochi and zed are on like you know the far end of the spectrum while, exactly um, you know you know afra well like it uh who should i say here like uh uh inspector told the, the inspector and uh tarkin are like all the way over here on the opposite yeah end. yeah exactly exactly yeah i mean you know, I, I always think that it's always fun to see the counterbalance between someone that's really funny and then somebody that is just stone cold serious like Vader. It's always hilarious because it, it always ends up producing this really dry humor from Vader, which is always really fun to see. So I, I vote for for more humorous. I, I I think somebody that you just said it, said it best, Emma. Somebody who plays off of Vader. So mm-hmm. for me, maybe not necessarily funny, but sarcastic. I think is yeah. is what uh, what provides uh, some really banter for as best you know as best as Vader actually provides banter. I think that, that I think sarcasm is probably something that uh, benefits uh, a, a handler of Darth Vader. Okay, I, I think they're like for the importance of the story, it's nice to have someone who can make wisecracks. But I think uh, overall, I think I prefer that to be. Uh, less important sort of things. I think I'd put it more towards the middle. So no, definitely not towards like the Zed side of things. Um, all right. Next up, speaking of the Zed side of things, chatter. Uh, Vader is historically terse. Like how much should his handler, his, uh, his uh, follower make up for that? Should they be a chatty Cathy or should they be as uh, limited in their vocabulary as Vader himself? I, I, I fall somewhere in the middle, somewhere between the two extremes, <clears throat> just because if they're too chatty, they become annoying. And if they're not chatty enough, you get like zero dialogue and that's never fun. So I think I think somewhere in the middle, maybe where 
maybe maybe almost like what happens when you have like a Wookiee character or something mm. where the other character ends up sort of like speaking the thoughts for the other person, you know, that type of thing, like almost translating Vader's thoughts like, oh, you're mad at me. Well, let me tell you, you know, something in the in between in between there, I think would be is the most ideal. Yeah, I, I, I think somebody who carries the, the, the plot along because you're right. Vader Vader doesn't work best as. A narrator he works best as a as an object that you know that you know destroys things you know so so having somebody that kind of allows us as the reader to to kind of get into the scene a little bit more uh i i i like that and i think that's probably uh i, I prefer somebody that's probably a little bit on the chattier side of uh of of of, of the the dynamic yeah i said i think i'm agree with both of you i think someone who talks more than vader is very important for having an actual like readable story like like it could be fun for a one shot where like vader says all of four words but you couldn't make a real series about it so yo that's a kind of an important thing uh here's a fun one imperial regulations vader is not real even though he's like the head of the military of the uh, empire he's not really bound by any of their rules ranks or regulations um and that definitely helps him out a lot in his dealings with his underlings you know especially when he force chokes and force promotes people all the time but how should his handler be in that should they be the sort of people who uh really care about that and are very impressed by rank or are they the sort of people who should be um as cavalier towards these uh, attitude <coughs> in an attitude as vader does i I'm not 100% sure how to describe my feelings on this, so I'm going to use Ochi as an example. I think he does a great job at respecting the imperial hierarchy, like, for example, being really loyal to the emperor, while also not being so attached to the imperial structure of things that it bogs him down. You know, like, he's able to kind of go off book a little bit, especially when Vader wants to go off book. He doesn't He doesn't get, you know, concerned about about when you know, when they throw an audible in there. So I definitely think a character like Ochi, who has no Imperial ties, maybe some loyalties, uh, and, uh, you know, is able to sort of push the limits a little bit when it, when it comes to, uh, you know, Imperial rules and regulations, like, you know, kind of ticking off the, uh, you know, the, the empire there. Hey, guy. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, it is spring break. Uh, so my kids are, are around. And uh, my, my five-year-old just crashed the show for uh, for a quick moment. And I don't think he realized that He's we so were... so cute. I don't think he realized that, that we were on camera. Because as, as as much as I as much as much he wanted to say hi to me, he very quickly realized when he saw himself, <laughs> uh, he ran, ran away very, very quickly. So, anyways. Um, Imperial regulations. Uh, I think it benefits the, the handler to be above the law. Um, until it doesn't, because I, that's how kind of sort of how I, I, I see Thanath is, is that he mm. falls along with Vader and realizes that he can do kind of whatever he wants until he gets his nose, you know, into the area that he shouldn't belong. And then Vader goes off and kills him. So I think it makes a very interesting dynamic to, to have the characters, uh, kind of not attempt to hold Vader to a certain letter of the law and just kind of follow along and Vader's, you know, holding on to Vader's, uh, you know, coattails. Um, but that's that's going to end poorly for them. So, you know, uh, you know, moderation. Everything is great in moderation. Mm, I 
personally, I love it when Vader is paired with someone who cares, like, so deeply about regulations they have it all memorized. Because it's always a fun dynamic when they realize that the person they're following who is above them in station is, like, completely irreverent to all those uh, rules they've recognized and memorized. So I love that dynamic of, like... Uh, someone who is a rules follower being paired with someone who is a rules breaker, but the rules breaker is also a breaker of necks. And I love that dynamic of, you know, well, we should be doing it this way, but Vader, I love when it shows that Vader is the empire, but he's also like the worst Imperial uh, agent ever, you know, (laughs) in terms of following regulations and doing things, he just does whatever he wants. He's such a wild ball of death and chaos, like seeing him, just uh, ignore everything that his underlings are telling him. It's great. Now, speaking of death balls and chaos, bloodthirst. This is our kind of last uh, in our alignment chart here. Uh, Vader has arguably the highest personal body count in the entire Star Wars series. I can't think of anyone else who has killed more people than Vader slash Anakin combined. Um, personally, I you know Tarkin blew up a planet, but you know hand to hand, face to face sort of things. I was gonna say like, as bad as this sounds, maybe Luke Skywalker because of the Death Star. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. His son has surpassed him in and every way conceivable. Allegedly, Chopper as well. But I keep seeing stories that, that Chopper is actually the most. Uh, murderous of all the star wars characters i really i really love that though like i'm not even gonna lie (laughs) anyways sorry to interrupt you oh yeah i said well that's the sort of thing is vader is a bloodthirsty maniac how like do you like seeing that dynamic when his when his followers are like oh wow you're really killing too many people here or do we like it when we see that almost encouraged Mm, i i hate to be boring but i think i'm gonna say somewhere in the middle again like i think I think it would be like too easy for them to encourage him all the way because then that would seem like they're afraid of him and only want to agree with him. But you don't want them to say, "Oh, like don't kill anyone. Like like don't do anything because that's not interesting either." So, you know, as boring as it is, uh I'm going to go with somewhere in the middle. I want them to be disparaged. Uh I'm sorry. No. I want the bloodthirst to be encouraged because when they ultimately meet their demise, it feels that much better when they meet the demise because it's one less one, one less bloodthirsty imperial that we have to, that we have to worry about um and it makes True. it makes vader's vader eventually killing them feel that feel you know at least a little bit a little, little bit okay so yes all right so, uh, yeah I, i'm kind of in there i think he i like again kind of like the uh, regulations i like it when there's a kind of a pushback like vader stop killing all these people and vader's just <laughs> Yeah, stop me if you want to sort of thing or if you can try so that we, we ran through a lot of names and as justin in the chat has has mentioned um that isn't even all of them and we could continue to to name names uh talk about cassio tag uh talk about queen trios so this is a, a topic that we very easily could uh return back to uh for a future episode just to talk about all the other characters that that have that uh you know much of a run in with uh with vader but i did want to to have a little bit of fun caleb caleb has a has a little fun question here we're gonna go Mm. around the room and i'm gonna modify this question a little bit um i'm gonna ask each of you and i'll answer it as well how long would you last as vader's handler 
So Caleb, uh, Caleb, uh, actually, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm going to let y'all I'm going to let y'all think about it because I've had time to think about how I was going to modify this. So I'll go first. Um, I don't give myself a week. I I I I would not handle Vader very well. Um, he would scare the living you know what out of me, and I would very quickly mess up, and that'd be that. Uh, you know, there's there's no if I were to last a week, I would be considered myself very lucky um because yeah there's just there's no way i can live up to vader's expectations um so yeah i'm gonna say four days that's that that's how long i could last caleb i'm gonna toss it to you next all right well i'll you know what i think i i could do so much better i think i could go a full 14 days, okay a whole two weeks i think um i think it's kind of the dynamic of like Honestly, the, the the jokey answer is, oh, I'd last long enough till I made my first mistake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's that's how long I'd last. I think it, it's one of those things like if you catch Vader in a good time versus a bad time, you know, like depends on Windows like 14 days are like if he's like in dry dock repairing his uh, his uh, ship, that could be pretty easy. That's a very if good fighting, point. If, if, he's off on, rebels, if he's off on mission, I'm fine. Yeah, like I said, I think I could do about 14 days. I think, like, um, I think I would do pretty well and then, like, something just completely that I didn't even think of. Like, oh, wait, we're supposed to, what, refresh your, um, your back to in your, in your weird sleeping pod? I had no idea. Why didn't you, that wasn't in the manual (laughs) (laughs) sort of thing. Like, I would be blindsided by something that, oh, like, surely someone else handles that, right? That's not my exact job, right, Mr. Vader? Justin in the chat oh says goodness. he wouldn't even last a day. He says, I would step on his cape or something dumb like that, and that'd be it. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. that's kind of how I feel I would be, too. I, I it, it would be something very, very minute like that, that I, I would I would just be, be you know, have my neck snapped very quickly. And and I'd prefer my I'd, I'd prefer the neck snap immediately over a lightsaber. Just, just, just like, uh, just like, just like, Afra. Uh, just like Afra. Yeah. All right, Emma, what about you? Okay, this is a really tough question because, like, okay, I'm going to approach this question as if I'm forced into it because I know that personally, I mean, obviously none of us would, like, ever go with Vader's mission, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, so that aside, I think I would last about a month. And here's why. I I know this is, like, really shocking to a lot of people, (laughs) but I think that if... I think I would be so terrified of Vader that I would do whatever it took to please him, to just to make sure that I could live another day and, and try to, you know, maybe, I mean, I know that obviously there's like this huge pattern of people just like dying when he's done with them, but, but maybe just trying to live long enough <laughs> to maybe survive to do something else. Um, but again, like everybody else said, I think that there would definitely be some sort of a mistake that happens that then I would, you know, get the boot. And uh, yeah, so I, I think I would last about a month, you know, j- just trying to make him happy, trying not to get my neck snapped, trying not to get the blade through the abdomen, you know. I, I applaud your basics. confidence. I applaud your confidence because yes. I would never, there's, I wouldn't get anywhere close to a month. <laughs> like, I, I will say that when I was, you know, thinking about these questions, I was reminded from of the robot chicken sketch. If you remember where he's where they're teaching a new guy to ropes around the executor of like when Vader holds up his hand, you just like play around, you choke, you fall on the floor. (laughs) We'll drag you out. We'll get you a new name, a new mustache. You'll be back in 24 hours. And we'll like, you know, Johnson here's been killed seven different times. All right. So so follow up to this. Would you last longer as Vader's handler or Kylo's handler? 
<sighs> Vader, uh, like, I, I would last longer as Kylo's handler. Kylo, I think, is maybe more mercurial. He's more chaotic, but I don't know if he's, like, the sort of person who directly kills people underneath. Okay. He's too much of a secret nice boy. I think I could last. I would also be, be Kylo, but I feel like I could avoid Kylo longer. Not because of my own competency, but I feel like I could avoid Kylo for a week, you know, or or pop in just often enough to not really piss him off that I would last longer as Kylo as, as Kylo's handler. Uh, this is another tough question. I think I'm going to say Vader, actually, because I feel like Vader and I might like if I had to pick between the two, I feel like we might get along a little bit better because I think I personally would get extremely impatient with Kylo. You know, he's just like he's too bratty for me. I so, think <laughs> like, so he's how, too much of a drama queen. All right, I have to I, I have to ask this: How would you get along okay. with Vader? Because that's a that's an intriguing comment that you would get along with Vader. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not necessarily that I would get along with him. It's just we would coexist a little bit better than I would coexist. So are you? It's not are that you, we're coexisting. Are you having lunch it's like breaks? Like negative with him? ten versus negative five. Okay, like are you are you having lunch break? <laughs> like, hey Vader, we're going. Um, it's it's lunch break. You know, we're gonna go down to the to the cafeteria and and you know grab a calf if, or if that's, what kept, if that's what kept me from being killed, <laughs> I might, I might. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, yes, that would probably make me like a horrible person in terms of like. You know, if you're a rebel looking on the outside and you're like, hey, what's she doing eating lunch with Darth Vader? And it's like, I'm just trying to survive. Don't be mad at me. It's taco. It's two for Taco Tuesdays. I mean, what else yeah. am I supposed to do? I just wanted to see him with his helmet off. I was curious. All right. And the last fun question of the night. Uh, which canon character would last the longest as Vader's handler based on performance alone? Yeah, what I wrote that what I meant is, like, we could pick a Rebels character or a, you know, uh, like, someone from the Old Republic. You know, just someone who is, like, regardless of whether they would fight against Vader or not, like, who do you think would be the person to, uh, to like, last long enough as, like, a handler, as a person with him? So, my answer, there's a little bit of a stretch because he's a Jedi. But if you ignore the fact that he's a Jedi, you just go on personality alone. If they were on the same side, Mace Windu. Mm. Mm. That's, that's a good. Pick. That's a good choice. Mace Windu would be like, "No, I'm not going to go do that. You go do it." And and, and Vader would be like, "Wait, what are yeah. you talking?" And so there would be a lot of back. You'd be like, what what what's that? Knight Vader, not Lord <laughs> Vader. Knight Vader. Exactly. Yeah. No, absolutely, Mace Windu. That's oh, a that's good a good pick. choice. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I feel like the last time we talked about this, my my semi-serious answer would be, I'd like to see, maybe not as a long time, but at least for a short series of Vader and Jar Jar Binks together, <laughs> Senator Binks together. <laughs> like, I feel like this is kind of anti to all of the, the traits I pick myself, but he definitely have, he's the humorous side. He's got the chatty side. He'd probably be kind of regulation slightly less focused and would definitely be a lot more merciful so i think that'd be a really fun dynamic to see the two of them okay. on a mission together yeah, that's an that's interesting, an interesting pick. pick um i'm gonna go to the sequel trilogy here and i don't know what made me think of this character but i did and that's allegiant general pride i think he's like okay. super loyal for a second, and I thought I, you were going to go Poe, and I'm like, no, Poe wouldn't last an hour. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> no. No way. He, he would he would last even shorter than you would, Tyler. Yes, 100%. <laughs> but uh, 
yeah, so I, I think that he'd be loyal enough. And, you know, my only hesitation with him is that he's definitely a rule follower. But, you know, mm. I think I, I think Vader, I think Vader needs that sometimes. You know, he needs a little bit of like that Imperial like backup, I guess you would say. Like he, he's definitely he believes in the cause so much. That's what makes him dangerous. But that's what also makes him a great partner for Vader. <laughs> All right. I like it. All right, well, yeah. that's going to do it all for this topic. Uh, before we close the show out, Emma, you've got some announcements for our next show as well as our sister shows this week. I do, yeah. So uh, our next episode is going to be a Paolo Villanelli artist spotlight. It's been a while since we've done one of those, so I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, and then tomorrow on Legends Look Back, um, it's going to be a Crimson Empire roundtable, which... You know that we're going to be tuning into absolutely uh, comics, right? More comics, and uh, yes, absolutely. So, and then Monday on the Living Force is going to be the second part of their Midnight Horizon Midnight Horizon Roundtable, uh, which is going to be a lot of fun. The first part was awesome, and I can't wait for the second part. So, yeah, that's what you can look forward to coming up live right here on YouTube. Lots of good stuff. But until then, uh, that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Cosmic Force. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the show right here on YouTube or on your podcast platforms. Uh, but if you're here on YouTube, you can hear us live every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Uh, we also encourage you to subscribe to the audio version on whatever platform you are listening to. You can follow us on Twitter or tweet at the show at Cosmic Force Show to stay informed about Star Wars comics happenings or follow the host individually. I'm at Ty Rags. Emma is at Irma Jedi 26. Caleb is at Caleb Lamanek, and Jacob is at Jacob Bosch. For reviews, articles, and news for the rest of the Expanded Universe, be sure to visit utini.com. We also encourage you to join our Utini Discord community by going to utini.com slash discord, and you can help support the shows by heading to patreon.com slash utini and start receiving exclusive perks starting at just $5 a month. A special thank you to OK Endar, Brian Dooley, Earl Q, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, as well as Matt Bellington, Elizabeth Cloutier, Freddie C. and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Lions High Command. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all of your continued amazing support. Thank you again to Emma and Caleb for hosting with me tonight. Special thank you to our listeners joining us live in the chat, as well as all of you listeners wherever and whenever you are listening to us. We truly appreciate your support. Good to see you again next Wednesday, but until then, may the Force be with you.